MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Tonight with veteran handicappers Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, it's a football Friday night in Las Vegas, and look who's back. Derek Stevens, the owner at Circa, in studio tonight. He's not going to be here for long because he's going to be on the way to Detroit soon. We'll talk about that. And, uh, Derek, we've only got seven football games left in the season. Four yeah. of them this weekend. Yeah, it's bittersweet, but I mean, these playoffs are, are so enticing. So it's so much fun. But yeah, just uh, you know, you got you got uh, eight teams left, seven games to go, and uh, all the money's riding on what happens at tomorrow and uh, tomorrow Sunday. Big big days. Yeah, let's talk about those games here in a few minutes. I want to recap what happened in the contest too. You weren't here last night, uh, last Friday night. You were awarding giant checks and a lot of money to uh, contest winners. And uh, first, want to look at the Circa Friday Football Invitational final standings. And the winner, the Mad Russian, Jeff Petch. Second place, Tony Gordon, Derbify. Third place, Scott Pritchard. How about the Mad Russian, 70-51-5 against the spread. 19 games over, 72.5 points, and 12-6 and on his best bet record. And the best bets sponsored by Brooklyn's Best. No pizza on this Friday night. This is the uh, post-tournament show, uh, Derek. But it's deja vu to 2021 when Tony Gordon finished first, Jeff Petch finished second in the Circuit Millions contest. And these guys go 1-2 in the Friday Football Invitational. $25,000 up for grabs. Petch gets 15. Gordon gets 7. Scott Pritchard will be in studio tonight to collect his three. The average Joe, Weston Stratman of Nashville, Tennessee, finished fourth. Chris Piper, Randy McKay, Doug Kazarian, and Chris DeBear Felica, the champ of the inaugural contest in 2022, round out the Elite Eight. Well, Matt, I've got a lot of comments here. Okay. Uh, first, I'm going to lead off with uh, um, first um, really telling you uh, thanks and uh, the rest of the crew here at VEASAN that helped you put this together. 
Um, I appreciate you. Our Circa appreciates you bringing us into this. We're glad to sponsor this. And, uh, and, and, and to see a contest that has this much interest, uh, it's amazing over the course of, uh, of the football season, how many texts I got and, and everything, but to put a contest together of, uh, of, of handicappers of, of this quality, um, I think you showed when you first talked to me about this, this is exactly what you wanted to do when you think back, you know, 25 years ago in the, in the Stardust Invitational. I mean, yep. really, really great concept, really great idea. I, I love the fact we're doing it here. And I love the fact that I've had a chance to meet every one of the contestants. And, uh, boy, it's it's terrific to meet them. So thank you. Thank uh, On behalf of all the Circa, uh, you, you put together one heck of a heck of a great deal. Specifically, I want to I want to call out uh, Tony Gordon and Jeff Jeff Patch here. You know, with the, the Mad Russian and Dermify. Yeah, you're exactly right. Two years ago, it came down to the wire, and in a photo finish, Tony Gordon and Dermify uh, won the blue jacket here. Uh, here, here, Jeff had a little bit more of a gap. Uh, two two great records, but to think about having having the two guys that effectively tied for first place in. Uh, in in the circa millions of 2021 with uh with tony gordon winning by the by the tiebreaker which by the way still is the all-time record in in circa millions by half a point both both of them had it uh and then come back two years later and see this record um you know i think something's going on i think these two guys know how to handicap football games yeah they do know how to handicap uh, college and nfl jeff petch tony gordon finished one two here in the friday football invitational Derek, we appreciate you getting behind this contest because you love the idea from the start and put your money behind it. And uh, there you see the final best bet standings with the Bear, Scott Pritchard, and Randy McKay. Three-way tie at the top, 13-5. and five. Hat tip to the Bear over the two years in this contest, 26-10 and 10 on his best bets. Wes Reynolds, 12-5-1. Jeff Petsch, 12-6 on the Brooklyn's best leaderboard for uh, the best bets. All right, let's talk about the Circa Millions and Survivor. A lot of these guys have been hanging out here at the Circa Book over the last uh, few weeks. I've got to meet a lot of them, including uh, Matt St. Marie, the winner of the Circa Millions. First time in the contest, and he goes 62-27-1 to win the one million, and it came down to the Sunday night game. Came down to the Sunday night game. Really unbelievable. Uh, yeah, you know, now you know now that it's over and you start talking about doing a little review of the season, uh, again, for me, I continue to be amazed at how many great people um, I've uh, had a chance to get to know here over the last four or five weeks. Uh, really amazing. Last weekend was great when I, when I wasn't in studio handing out the big checks. This is when you get to meet the contestants, all the winners. You get to meet their family members and and you get to hear the stories about what what it was like on you like things like what what were you doing on christmas eve what happened on christmas day how the family got you know uh, turned upside down and sweats <laughs> here and there and it, it's terrific to see how many of these contestants had all these different people involved and how how it's impacted how it impacted their lives and it, it's uh it was it was a pretty great day and pretty pretty amazing scenario to see uh to see all these families and friends that uh, that came out to celebrate with these uh, big winners. And uh, let's see, tied for third there, the Lawrence County Parlay Association, four guys from Illinois who meant to enter the Circus Survivor and they got into the million instead and tied for third. That's a great story. I met those four guys out here. Matt St. Marie, the winner, is a 39-year-old 
was a financial manager from uh, Minneapolis, right? Minneapolis, yeah. And uh, it's always great to see these guys uh, cash in on this. And, uh, Derek, the stakes are going to get higher every year. Our friend Jason Jarvis tied for 10th. You can see the standings up there on the screen. And uh, Jarvis has two top 10 finishes now in the Circa Million. And he's going to be in the Circa Friday Football Invitational Contest uh, next season. You know, you got to think uh-huh. about it. Between Jarvis and then between Derbify and between the Mad Russian, wouldn't you say, Liz, right in advance, that these are guys that you want to follow next year? I would uh, think so. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, this is not; these are not one-year wonders. These are these are all individuals that have had unbelievable seasons, multiple seasons, handicapping pro football. Right. That's the thing too. You got to have a track record of success, not just one hot season. And uh, these guys have uh, done it repeatedly. How about the Circus Survivor? You got four who went twenty and zero. Uh, Circus Master Indiana Jet. That was Rob Brandt, who uh, we had on the show here a couple weeks ago. Jacks Jags and uh, L.A. Joneser, and they split. Well, they each took away two point three million. Uh, so, man, I, I tell you, Derek, that's remarkable. Four entries go twenty and zero because you're making this more difficult with those narrowed weeks over Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah, I mean, at one point, if you remember, about the middle of the season, everybody was talking about was well. What are we going to do? Chop this 9.2 million with 100 people? Will it be 110 people? Like, how many people are going to go undefeated? And then all of a sudden, you know, a couple couple tough weeks uh, of carnage, you know, and then, you know, you're sitting on, you know, uh, 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 three weeks to go before the end of the season. The thought is, will this be the first circus survivor that doesn't make it all the way to the end of the season? There was a thought it was going to actually end in 2022. But then, lo and behold, uh, we got down to four, and once we got down to four, um, all four, all four participants uh, went undefeated in week 17, and then week 18. And for us, that's week 19 and 20. But all four went undefeated on their last uh, their last two weeks of plays to get to this point. You know, you think about it, actually when I uh, first got to Vegas in August 2000, the Stardust Invitational was a great contest. The Westgate Super Contest was the biggest contest, and that only had a few hundred entries, you know, at the time. Look at where football contests have come, and now Circa is the epicenter of the biggest football contest in the world. You love football contests, don't you? I, I definitely love football contests, and I, I think— uh, And you like football contests on a big scale, and you want these to get bigger and bigger. Well, you know, yeah. I, we all learn how to play in these house pools and everything else like yeah. that, but then you take it from there, and, you know, I've played in a lot of contests around town back back in, you know, 2000 and, you know— but prior to 2000, and to see these things explode, I think it's awesome. Uh, obviously, we're a sports-orientated uh, casino, and we're trying to build our circus sports brand out around the country. So uh, so these football contests are uh, a key component of our brand, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I look forward to when we get together and we start, you know, kind of noodling on what we're going to do next year. Somebody asked me uh, last week, would you be able to take entries from around the country where the the entrants don't have to come to Vegas to sign up and where you have circuit books all over the country? Everything goes into the same pool, and that would make the contest that much bigger, theoretically. Do you think that can happen? Uh, it, it, you know, maybe someday. I, I would still say right now there's too many, too many, uh, there are too many legal issues to, to pull something like that off at this time. Sure. Uh, but I could see this come, you know, happening down the road. I'm, I'm, one, I'm a believer that the sports betting industry is still, still, uh, still an industry that's that's very, very much in its infancy. So I still think there's so much to evolve and so much to change and grow. 
Um, you know, I, I would say maybe at some point, but uh, it's it's still too early. Right, not in the immediate future, but I think at some point that is going to happen. Could be. A little bit down the road. Uh, I remember back in the early 2000s where there were plenty of people saying, nah, sports betting is never going to be legalized. That will never happen. Las Vegas will never get a pro major league franchise. Never. Never say never. And uh, all those barriers have been knocked down. Uh, Derek Stevens, you're headed to Detroit on uh, late tomorrow night. You got a big party headed to Detroit for the Lions game, and you got a big tailgate party before the game, right? Yeah, we're going to be watching uh, football here at Circa tomorrow, and then we've got a big UFC. We're showing the pay-per-view here up uh, up at Stadium Swim, and then after we watch that, uh, we're taking a crew, jumping on a plane, and we're going we're gonna to head out. We leave at 1 a.m., Land at 8 a.m. We're going directly to Nemo's. It's a big sports bar in Detroit. From there, we're going directly to Ford Field. We're going to have a, have a big, big Lions victory, and then we're going to fly right back to Vegas. Sounds like a great weekend. Derek Stevens, stick around. We're going to run down the NFL games. Talk about Jim Harbaugh. Do you think he's going to leave Michigan for the NFL? And DraftKings has a prop up on that. We'll talk about all that next. We come back here in a couple minutes on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.
This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you've not done it already, check out the new vcin.com. We have a new fresh look, enhanced navigation, and a mobile first focus. Time is money in sports betting, and the site's pages have been built to load quickly. We've also expanded our educational content and strategy sections for both new and experienced bettors. Check out the new vcin.com today. If you have any questions about the vcin app, which has been dissolved, Please go to vsin.com slash FAQ, vsin.com slash FAQ. And you can access all the shows now through the website instead of the app. Go to vsin.com and you can stream video and the audio of all these uh, shows on the Sports Betting Network. Derek Stevens, Matt Eumann's back here at the Circus Sportsbook. Derek, uh, how great has this uh, month been for you? Michigan wins a national championship and the Lions win a playoff game for the first time in 32 years. And they're yeah. not done yet. Yeah, it's pretty great. I saw something on Twitter. I wish I would have saved it. You know, you saw this little kid. He's <laughs> sitting there wearing that. his he's wearing his he's wearing his Lions jersey. He's got his Michigan cap on and he's eating like a, either the biggest chicken wing or a big turkey leg. And I was like, boy, this kid's got it made. I mean, it was, it's it's been a heck of a great week. I think the picture on that, I saw that on Twitter. It said this kid just had the best week of his life. Yeah, yeah. and so did his dad, is yeah. what I saw. That's yeah. right. That's exactly right. All right, uh, so you're headed to Detroit uh, this weekend. You got a big party going with you for the uh, Bucks Lions game, and that is on uh, Sunday. It's actually um, an early start on the yeah, East, it is an early Eastern start. Uh, yeah. It's 3 p.m. Eastern, and for us to get there, we got to leave very early Sunday morning. But effectively, mm-hmm. this is Saturday night. So our flight, we leave at 1 a.m. We land in Detroit and going right to this bar called Nemo's. Uh, a buddy of ours uh, rented it out. Um, he's opening up the bar a couple hours early for us. I was on I was on the Detroit station, 97 won the ticket, talking to Valenny, and I started shooting my mouth off about where we're going. My phone blew up, and uh, I think, we, yeah, we'll probably have a good uh, couple hundred people showing up <laughs> to pre-party for this Lions game. Let's uh, listen to Dan Campbell here, and you can watch it too. This is Campbell in his uh, news conference talking about the atmosphere at uh, last week's Rams-Lions game in Detroit. That is arguably the best environment I've ever been in. That that was absolutely electric. And I think what's crazy is I was coming down for pregame warm-up, and you could just feel it. It was humming. The building was humming. And I swear you could feel the electricity down the tunnel from where I was coming down. And it only just grew from there. So, um, man, our fans showed up in a big way. Um, That was clearly – and I thought – Man, for two years now, it's been that build has been rocking. That it was different today. That was a whole nother level, um, which is what the playoffs are all about. So our fans showed up in a big way. They helped us win this game. The guy's got a lot of enthusiasm and passion. Dan Campbell, the Lions coach, first playoff win since 1991 uh, for the Lions. So Derek, let's take a look at this game. Detroit, a six-point home favorite at circa the total is 50 at DraftKings, 49 and a half. We saw some sevens pop up this week, but those have disappeared, and I don't even really see any six-and-a-halves out there at this point. What's the action been like here at Circa on Tampa Bay, Detroit? Yeah, I mean, I think when those sevens popped up around, those those things got uh, uh, gobbled up pretty quick. Um, we were at six-and-a-half most of the week. I think everybody now is a, is, is a six. I think everybody got some good buyback with, with – uh, 
Um, a good amount of play on Buccaneers and a good amount of play on the over. Uh, we opened 48 in the hook, uh, went to 49, but it's been all over money. Um, I think we're at a 50 now, uh, and on most places are 49 and a half or 50. I think I tend to think when you start looking at the props as well, um, a lot of the props are all shaded uh, uh, to the over in, in Bucks lines as well. What about Super Bowl futures on the Lions? Do you have much? Um, actually, you know, for, for, you would for, love to pay those off. I know that. Yeah, we would, yeah. but you know, it's amazing. Um, this was not booked with any shade uh, whatsoever. Um, out of the eight teams, uh, remaining, um, conference wise, the lions are the best for the house okay. and to win the Super Bowl, lions are best for the house. Um, we, we, uh, we do not, we are not sitting in a good position on Baltimore. We are not sitting in a good position on on San Francisco, and and ironically, the 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 one team that uh, we're in the worst position on, a lot of that has to do with the way uh, the way they played, got getting hot at the end, and those odds were long throughout the season. Is Green Bay? Green Bay is the worst outcome for the house uh, at this point. Let's uh, go back to Saturday here before we get to uh, the game of the weekend in Buffalo on uh, Saturday early afternoon, Houston, Baltimore Ravens. Nine and a half. Saw some tens out there last night. Not seeing many of those right now. Uh, what are you doing with this number here? Well, uh, yeah, we're at nine and a half. I mean, I think anybody, if there's any tens that pop, I mean, I think they're going to get quickly swallowed up. I mean, I think uh, you're seeing both of uh, both the underdogs for tomorrow um, are, are clearly uh, are clearly plays. Um, I would not be surprised to see these numbers go down to nine at some point. Uh, just because there's been there's been so much uh, so much love really for the two quarterbacks for for the way Love's been playing and the way Stroud's been playing. I know there's been also a lot of discussion about well, can Stroud play on the road? Can Stroud play outside? So that 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 that's the countervailing argument. But uh, but right now uh, both at nine and a half. The one thing that we have is uh, we kind of moved it. Um, right now the house can use a uh, little dog money. We went to minus one Oh nine on both dogs tomorrow. We're minus one eleven on both favorites on, on the nine and a half. So, uh, I saw that Chris Bennett did, uh, did a little shading today, hoping that people that, uh, show up to Vegas, uh, may be a little more interested in coming in and laying one Oh nine with, uh, if they're a Texans fan or if they're a Packers fan. All right. So did you do the same thing with the Packers and uh, 49ers? I guess you did. You just said so. Niners are minus nine and a half. I see. I do see a couple tens out there, offshore on this game. You do see a couple tens yeah, out there. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, obviously, offshore only only some uh, some can get to it. So uh, it that's a, it's a little bit of a different thing. I do think that uh, you're gonna you're gonna continue to see a good amount of uh, of Packer money coming in. Um, the fact that we went to uh, minus 109 is kind of interesting uh, with Packers because we're still looking to get uh, we're still looking to get uh, a little more Packer money. We we may be unique in as much as uh, we took a substantial uh, a couple of pretty substantial uh, 49er bets, so we may be a little bit more uh, outstanding uh, versus others. I, I tend to believe most books are going to need San Francisco. Uh, right now, we're not in that position. All right. South Point actually just moved uh, this afternoon, moved to San Francisco, minus 10 on this game. Mm. Uh, all right. So Sunday night, Kansas City, Buffalo. 
And this is two and a half, minus 120, total of 45 and a half. This is going to be a hell of a game between the Chiefs and the Bills. Well, it sure is. This is this is something. This is a number that uh, I could tell you we, we certainly don't want to land on a three. Uh, you know, we had the three out there for a while, and then, uh, you know, it was all all Chiefs money uh, uh, um, taking the plus three. We've had to go down to Bills minus uh, two and a half. Uh, I, this is very difficult to say. The last game of the slate for the weekend, um, I really couldn't tell you which way I think this thing's going to go. I mean, I, I, I still think I still think my gut says we're going to see Buffalo money um, and we end up getting back to a three, but uh, it's, it's, it's pretty hard to tell with the, with the game of this caliber. All right, we've got plenty of guys on the show tonight to handicap the NFL games this week. Scott Pritchard. Wes Reynolds, Super Dave Ross of ESEN, Tony Gordon, and Chris Zanuck will be on the show later. Mike Palm on deck, uh, the VP of operations here. Before we get to Mike Palm, let's get to Jim Harbaugh. A week and a half ago or so, Michigan wins the national championship. Harbaugh is interviewed. Uh, we know what the Chargers and the Falcons. DraftKings has a prop up. Jim Harbaugh, next team odds. Chargers minus 250, the favorite. Not in the NFL, plus 175, the second choice. Derek, what do you think is going to happen with Jim Harbaugh? Is he still going to be in Ann Arbor? Um, I would say no. I, I tend to think uh, I tend to think Jim Harbaugh is going to be coaching on Sundays next year, and and I, I'm intrigued by uh, by uh, some of these uh, DraftKings odds. Chargers, I get they're the heavy favorite, not in the NFL. I understand. Falcons, uh, I'm not quite sure I'm, I'm there on on that one, particularly with some of the Belichick news that you would tend to think. Yeah, Belichick now a big favorite to go to the Falcons. And don't bet the Raiders because they have hired Antonio Pierce as a coach. You can see on that prop right there. Uh, so the Raiders were at 20-1. to 1. I would think with Harbaugh at this point, uh, it's the Chargers or he's staying at Michigan. Yeah, Chargers uh, yeah, are staying at Michigan. You know, the one thing that's changed, I mean, we saw what happened in the bowl season. If you don't make the playoffs, all of a sudden it becomes a little less interesting. Well, think about what's happened with coaching. I mean, this college coaching has become exponentially more difficult with this transfer portal. You are always recruiting, and now you're not just recruiting high school kids. You're recruiting every – I mean, this is a very difficult job. At some point, I think you're going to have a lot of coaches say, this is ridiculous what I'm doing. And if you got an opportunity with the NFL, I think you're taking it. Nick Saban just got tired of it and retired. Anyway, Derek Stevens, owner of Circa, have a great weekend. Have a great trip to Detroit. Thanks for coming by. Thank you. This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Start your morning with the daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VSIN daily newsletter. In today's newsletter, you get a lot of information on the NFL divisional round playoff games. Steve Mackinnon's insights included in there. Get expert analysis and the latest odds delivered straight to your inbox. Absolutely free. vcin.com slash newsletter to subscribe. The VP of Operations, Mike Palm, joins me now in the VP of Operations at Circa, but he's not here in studio tonight. He's out on the town. And, uh, Mike, are you are you going to be here over the weekend? Or are you going to head to Detroit with Derek Stevens and his group for the uh, Lions game? You know, Maddie, nice to talk to you. Uh, Derek, very generously extended me an offer to go to the game at Ford Field on Sunday with them. I politely declined. 
I'll be at Circa all weekend for the four games. All right. Uh, good. We'll see you around here this weekend. Let's run down those four games. I want to get your thoughts on a mic and uh, if you played anything or uh, just your uh, your insights on these. Now let's start with the first game on Saturday, the Texans and the Ravens. We, we've got a couple of nine-and-a-half-point dogs, even though we're seeing tens pop up occasionally on these two games. Texans, Ravens, and Baltimore, total of uh, 43-and-a-half. Yeah, that total dropped. I think we opened at 46. Uh-huh. Um, I, I have over 43-and-a-half. I played both Saturday games over, Matty. Um, look, I think you can draw a line through the first contest of week one in Baltimore where the Raven defense just sort of suffocated uh, C.J. Stroud, and that offensive line was banged up to start the year, and they, they put pressure on him almost every time he dropped back. Um, it's a much different offense for the Texans at this point, and I and I also think that the Ravens, you know, Lamar's got a lot to prove in the playoffs. He's done great in the regular season. He's going to collect his second MVP, but uh, they're rested. They're healthy relatively right now. I think this game I think this game gets into the 50s. Uh, I'm a little surprised by the line move. The weather shouldn't be much of a factor by the drop in the in the total. Um, I'm not interested in, in either of these games really in lane nine and a half. I think that the house will need the Ravens. I think the Texans will be probably a pretty trendy dog play at Circa. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing uh, from most bookmakers, and that might be bad news for the Texans because a lot of times you don't want to bet the trendy dog, but – Ravens, uh, Lamar Jackson, 1-8 and eight against the spread as a favorite of 7.5 points or more over the last uh, three years. And Lamar Jackson, 1-3 and three in the playoffs. How about the Packers and 49ers? And again, I see some 10s out there on this, including at the South Point, San Francisco minus 10. Uh, Circus got the highest total, Mike, at 51. Yeah, I played it over 50.5, but my, my bigger bet is the 49ers team total over 29 and a half. I think they should pretty much be able to name how many points they're going to score. This Packer defense with Joe Barry has not been great at all. And the Cowboys, I thought self-inflicted wounds, two drop passes, Dak taking an explicable sack when they were in field goal range. Uh, then he throws the pick six and that game was over. And I think Jordan Love and this offense are humming as well. Uh, the 49ers uh, will want to get to a lead so that they can pin their ears back and rush him. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not interested in laying nine and a half or 10. I think both teams score, but I think the 49ers are well into the thirties. One interesting angle on this game. And I looked at this, I haven't bet it 49ers in the third quarter minus two and a half. I say this only because you would think there's probably a 95% chance the 49ers will get the ball first after half. If Shanahan wins the toss, he's going to defer. And if LaFleur wins the toss, we've seen now. He wants to take the ball first and try to get the lead. So it it would make sense that the 49ers are going to have the first possession of the third quarter. So maybe there's some value in minus two and a half there. Yeah, you know, Mike, the uh, Packers jumped all over the Cowboys right out of the gate. It was 14 nothing. I wouldn't be surprised if the script is flipped this week and the Packers are playing from behind in this game against the 49ers. But uh, you make a good point there about that. Let's go to Sunday. Do you think Derek Stevens is going to be – uh, happy on uh, Sunday night after this Bucks Lions game. Detroit minus six, total of forty nine and a half to fifty. Well, you know he's already talking about Packers are live, and we'll, <laughs> you know, and Detroit wins, they could be they be hosting the NFC Championship right. game next yeah. Sunday. And I mean, they're 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 so overjoyed with this team. I mean, what could go wrong, right? I, 
I think Tampa's going to give them more of a game than people think. I mean, um, it hasn't gotten to seven. I wish it would get to seven. I'd probably play Tampa a little bit at seven. If it stays at six and a half, Derek thinks it's going to go down, uh, down to six. I'm not interested there. Uh, I didn't play the total. I actually didn't play either of the Sunday games. Um, the, 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 the premier matchup of the weekend, which you're about to get to, I say Kansas City and Buffalo. I guess if it stays two and a half, I'd lean Buffalo. And if it was three, Kansas City, just because the game feels like a field goal game every time they play. I would say this, you know, the first time they played at Arrowhead, Kansas City started interception, punt, punt, punt. I don't think they'll get off to that slow of a start. Uh, people are making a lot about Mahomes' first road playoff game. It's not like he hasn't played under pressure in big games on the road. And I don't make too much of that. Uh, I think it'll be a good game, a field goal one way or the other. So, you know, if it stays two and a half and you put a gun to my head, I'd probably play the Bills. Okay, yeah. We, you know, there's some threes that are going to pop up here on this uh, Chiefs-Bills game. And uh, we have seen seven just flash briefly on the uh, Buccaneers plus seven, but it's not out there right now on that one. And, uh, yeah, I, I would like to get plus seven on the Bucks, but I missed uh, missed it. And I, I think you're right about what you said on that one. All right, so, Mike, we're down to seven games left in the football season, which is uh, kind of a bummer. We got four this weekend and two next weekend and then the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, and that's it. Um, are you going to be hosting shows here at VSEN this weekend and all the way through the Super Bowl? I, I would assume you are, right? Well, you know, I just talked to John Goulet actually a few hours ago, yes, and uh, – I'll have live bet Saturday tomorrow with, with Ben Wilson. And then um, Tim Murray and I will continue the Wednesday, Thursday cadence uh, through Super Bowl on uh, prime time in the three to six Pacific. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, what I assumed was going to happen. Now, when I watched your follow the money, uh, no hyperbole segment this week, it kind of sounded like a goodbye, Mike. And I wasn't sure what to make of that. Well, you never know. Nobody's promised tomorrow, Matt. So okay. live every day like it's your last. <laughs> what did, uh, by the way, give a, uh, a brief recap of what you did on your no hyperbole segment this week because it was another good one. Uh, well researched and uh, well executed by you. Yeah, I just did a Mount Rushmore, kind of like a big bow on the four and a half years of no hyperbole. Who would be the, the four people that made it? And I did give uh, an honorable mention uh, to Leah Hextall, who's by far the worst announcer. Uh, in any sport, but uh, two coaches and two of two coaches and two officials made the round Mount Rushmore. Uh, Tony Carinti, uh, uh, who was just awful in the last three years before he retired, uh, who really didn't know where he was at, uh, had some some head scratching performances. Um, Anthony Lynn, who I had a great deal of fun with in no hyperbole, but who wasn't the worst coach of the Chargers in the last five years if you can believe that, but made no hyperbole, I think, six times. Um, you know, Cristobal, Mario Cristobal, you'll never top the moment of not taking a knee when you had the game one, and then Georgia Tech goes the length of the field when they had 100 yards of offense all day to win that game. And But number one with the most appearances, 12 over the four and a half years, Angel Hernandez. And we don't have time to talk about all of his shortcomings as an umpire. Yeah, it's, he's as bad as it gets. Uh, it's another great um, episode of uh, No Hyperbole by you on uh, Follow the Money this week. I did want to, and we had a photo of Anthony Lynn up there. I wanted to ask you about uh, Jim Harbaugh and his prop up at DraftKings on where Harbaugh is going to coach next, and the Chargers are the favorites, uh, Mike. Do you th and Derek Stevens and I just talked about this, and 
Derek seems to think that uh, Harbaugh is not going to be at Michigan. I know Jeff Petsch, the Mad Russian, who's a Michigan fan, uh, said on the show last week he thinks Harbaugh is going to stay in Ann Arbor. Where do you expect to see Harbaugh next season? Coach of the Chargers at Michigan or elsewhere? I would have, I would have, you know, up until a few days ago, would have probably made Dallas the favorite. And I think he leaves Michigan. You know, we forget how good he was at San Francisco. The, the 49ers hadn't made the playoffs in 10 years. They went to three straight NFC championship games, twice with Kaepernick in a Super Bowl. Um, it would seem the Chargers would be the fit. He's really good with quarterbacks and mentoring quarterbacks, and you have Herbert there. Uh, would make sense to me. Looks like Belichick's going to Atlanta. You've got your coach in waiting in Shamar Moore. We already saw coach four games this year, right, at Michigan. So I think that makes the most sense. I also think Ohio State's loaded this year. I think Ohio State's going to be the best team in college football. Whether Ryan Day can get it done in the big games or not, I don't know. But they're going to be really talented. Okay, at uh, DraftKings, Chargers minus 250 to be Jim Harbaugh's next team. And the Raiders are on that prop, Mike, but the Raiders hired Antonio Pierce full-time today. Do you like that move? Well, how many coaches was he going to pay millions of dollars to? I mean, right. he's still paying the last two guys. Uh, and I think it, it would be good for Derek uh, and us because you would get uh, Harbaugh in Las Vegas every year, right, at, at playing in the AFC West. So I think it all would work out. All right, we'll talk more about Antonio Pierce and the Raiders next. Uh, Mike, thanks for joining us tonight. We will uh, listen to you on v this weekend and next week with uh, Tim Murray. Thanks, Matty. I'll see you around watch the games this weekend. All right, that we'll, be, we'll be here at Circa this weekend with uh, Mike Palm watching the NFL playoff games. He's the VP of Operations at Circa the D in Golden Gate. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL playoffs is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs that much better. New players can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VEGAS only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code VEGAS. All right, news today in the NFL. Talked about it a little bit there with uh, Mike Palm, Antonio Pierce, no longer the interim head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. He is the full-time head coach. And I, this is a move that was anticipated and expected by many. And Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, uh, did probably what uh, should have been done here. In nine games as interim coach, Pierce went 5-4. and four. He also went 7-1-1 one and one against the spread. So if you were betting the Raiders during this nine-game stretch with Pierce's coach, you're pretty happy with the job he did. But you could tell it was a, a totally different team than it was under uh, Josh McDaniels. And first of all, I knew from uh, the preseason that there were a lot of players who did not like Josh McDaniels. And, uh, and I think that's one reason they welcomed the change in Antonio Pierce so eagerly was that uh, he was a totally different uh, type of coach than McDaniels. And he's a guy who understands Raiders and their culture and embraces that. And he's a great fit for this job. It was on Halloween night when uh, Mark Davis fired Josh McDaniels and GM Dave, Dave Ziegler. Pierce takes over. Uh, Raiders were a really good bet in the next two games against the uh, Giants and the Jets. And then they finished it off with a 27-14 victory over the Broncos in the season finale. And you could see things were pointing in that direction that Pierce was going to get the job. Hey, the Raiders were 3-1 and one in the division with Pierce's interim coach. And that's a uh, pretty bold statement for a team that's been struggling and has uh, only one playoff appearance in recent years. And um, that was uh, after John Gruden was ousted as coach and Rich Passaccia took over as the interim. And uh, the Raiders went to Cincinnati and Derek Carr uh, could not get the uh, offense in the end zone at the end and they fell to the Bengals in that playoff game. And that's when Mark Davis made the big mistake of uh, not retaining Passaccia whether you liked him or not, he did make a big mistake by hiring Josh McDaniels, and the franchise took a couple of big steps back. And uh, Antonio Pierce has Raiders headed back in the right direction. I think one reason, if you say why it was not automatic that Pierce was going to get the job, this is why. He had never been a head coach above the high school level uh, before he was made the Raiders interim head coach. And that might be one reason... Um, Mark Davis would be a little bit hesitant, but hey, he had nine games, trial by fire, and he uh, succeeded and I think proved he deserved that job. So uh, a lot of people applauding what happened today with the Raiders hiring Antonio Pierce as their head coach. A lot of coaching news in the NFL with the coaching carousel uh, moving. 
this offseason and a lot of big names involved in it. Let's take a look at the Bill Belichick prop at DraftKings. Odds on Belichick's next team and the Falcons now odds on favorites, minus 300. Falcons, $3 favorites to be Belichick's next team. He had an initial meeting or an interview with the Falcons owner, Arthur Blank, and then a, a second inter- interview with the team. And if you're wondering if uh, it's a really good fit with Belichick and the Falcons, I don't know that. I do think the Falcons have a lot of good young offensive and defensive talent, and he's he's going to be a better head coach than uh, what the Falcons have had in recent years. And he's, he, I, I think he's going to be it would be a good hire. But why Belichick to the Falcons? Probably because no other team out there in the market, uh, in the coaching uh, market, wants Belichick. I think in this hiring cycle, I thought there was a chance the Cowboys would have an opening. That's not happening. Uh, the Eagles are not going to have an opening. The Bears are not going to have an opening. Uh, you, you know Belichick was not going to be hired uh, by the Titans, who fired his uh, guy Mike Vrabel, by the Raiders, who fired Josh McDaniels. So he, he was not going to Tennessee or Las Vegas. I thought the Washington Commanders would be a fit for Belichick. It seems like the ownership group, the new owners in Washington, want maybe a younger coach, and the Belichick's not going to be a fit there. So that basically leaves the Falcons – as the spot, and uh, I would expect that to happen. I think these DraftKings odds are probably on the money or accurate in terms of uh, Belichick being minus $3 to go to the, Atlanta, to, to the Atlanta Falcons. Any other NFL team is 5-1. to one. Not an NFL coach is 6-1, to one, and the commanders are 12-1. to one. Chargers not in play. You, you would think at this point, and the Chargers have interviewed uh, several candidates, including former Stanford coach David Shaw, Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn um, and obviously uh, Jim Harbaugh. You would think Harbaugh is the fit there and it's not going to be Belichick in play for the Chargers. So I I do think the uh, DraftKings prop board here is right at $3 in terms of the Falcons being the favorites to land Belichick. Let's quickly talk about the games uh, this week. Got plenty of great guests on the show tonight to break them down. Scott Pritchard, the third place finisher in the Circa Friday Football Invitational is going to be on uh, hour number two with his thoughts on the game. We also have uh, Wes Reynolds and Dave Ross of VSEN in hour number two. Tony Gordon, the second-place finisher in the contest. And uh, Chris Zanuck, professional sports better from Las Vegas, who's got a lot of good information in the uh, on the NFL playoff games that we'll get to in the final hour. And, and some of this I have here actually – all of this comes from Chris Zanuck. Let's take a look at this uh, graphic on divisional round trends in the NFL. Over the last two decades, home favorites are 42% against the spread. So a lot of times these home favorites look like uh, they're going to be a good bet and they're going to roll. That's been not been the case for the last 20 years. Home favorites, 42% against the spread. The one seeds, talking about Baltimore and San Francisco, one seeds are 35% against the spread including 10, 25, and 1 ATS when favored by 10 points or fewer. How about that? One seed's 35% ATS, 10, 25, and 1 when favored by 10 or fewer, and that applies to both the Ravens and the 49ers. Both one seeds have covered the spread only twice in two decades, and both one seeds went 0-2 against the spread eight times in that span talking about the last two decades. Home teams on a one-game losing streak 
And don't forget the uh, Ravens and 49ers each rested starters in Week 18 and lost their regular season finales. Home teams on a one-game losing streak are 3-15 and 15 against the spread in this round. That applies to Baltimore and San Francisco, obviously. Road teams that missed last year's playoffs are 27-13 and 13 ATS. That applies to the Packers. So some NFL divisional round trends uh, to think about there. We'll talk about these a lot more with uh, Chris Zanuck, Las Vegas pro sports better in the final hour tonight. Also going to do some college hoops betting with uh, Wes Reynolds in hour number two. We've got a monster college basketball card on Saturday. UConn is in action against Villanova. That's going to be one of the highlighted games. And uh, that's a game where I might actually play Villanova, even though I love this UConn team. And taking a look at the uh, odds board for Saturday. Right now, we've already seen some movement uh, today on the odds board on a, on a couple of games I want to use as best bets tonight. But let's quickly take a look at the uh, college basketball futures I have played up to this point. And uh, I never want to bet too many. I feel like I'm on the verge of betting too many at this point. But I've got Kansas up 15-1. to 1. I bet that early when Hunter Dickinson announced he was transferring from Michigan to Kansas. And um, I don't like the Jayhawks' erratic outside shooting, but at 15-1, to 1, I got a decent number. Arizona, 16-1. to 1. Duke at 20. I still think this Duke team probably is going to play its best basketball in February and March. And Kyle Filipowski is a, uh, a stud, the leader of that team, seven-foot sophomore who can run the floor and knock down threes, and he's surrounded by a lot of talent. And his Blue Devils team's had some growing pains, but I still think it has a high ceiling. Duke at 20 to 1. Kentucky got the athletes, got the shooters. The defense is not great, but Kentucky at 20 to 1, worth a shot if you can still find that out there, and I think you can. Michigan State, I bet at 20 to 1 before the, over the summer and before the season. That, not a great number now. Of all those uh, bets I've made up there, that's the worst one. The Spartans, you can find at 50 to 1 at this point. It's just not. The puzzle pieces have not fit for Tom Izzo like I expected, so I'm not really proud of that one. North Carolina at 30 to 1 was one I bet about a week to 10 days ago. I like that Tar Heels play at 30 to 1. That's a hot team right now, and you've got two legit stars there in Armando Baycott and R.J. Davis. Uh, smaller long shots played Colorado at 100 to 1, St. John's and Rick Patino at 100 to 1, and Wisconsin. At 201, the Badgers in action tonight, up 13 on Indiana at halftime in Madison. I also recently bet Wisconsin to win the Big Ten at plus 250, not 250 to one odds. That's plus 250 to win the Big Ten regular season. Obviously, that's a two-horse race in that conference right now between Wisconsin and Purdue. UConn, I did have a future on UConn at 12 to 1. We'll talk about the Huskies a little bit more later in the show tonight. Quick break. We come back. Scott Pritchard, the third place finisher in the Circa Friday Football Invitational, will be in studio. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.